Hey Jeff. Hey Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. This is episode number 20. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of episodes. It's, 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 I looked at the number. It's kind of hard to believe that we've done 20 episodes of this. If you think that we've done a weekly podcast over the course of five years, and that's 307 episodes, this is 20 episodes in maybe like 22 days or something like that. Yeah, but also 60 guests. 60 guests. It's pretty wild. What has been the most exhausting part of this whole thing? I mean... Because we do a lot of stuff. We, we book everybody. We edit the podcast. We shoot the podcast. We edit the video. You do the Photoshop. There's a lot that gets put into this. We promote it, all that. Yeah. I would say um, today was a lot only because we had an idea of who's going to be on. Yes. Then it sort of... <laughs> there. Did you just do the woe? I, I did the woe. It mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, goes a little crazy. They were, we had three guests lined up. We then ditched every one of those guests and came up with three new guests. <laughs> yeah. For today. Yeah. So, and that is by, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. When we're recording this right now. So, today's been a little bit much. But, but <laughs> overall, I think that, like, is it the hardest job in the world? No. And no one's saying that it is. I was just wondering, like, you know, photoshopping a lot of people are like oh my god who does the photoshopping me yeah and like oh Wait, let me let me sound more exhausted yeah me who, who does the photoshopping i sort of sound like eeyore me oh oh bother <laughs> well that's another uh, i can do a few impressions eeyore is one of them and no one asked you you just no, sort of no like, one you asked you sort of just bringing it up oh bother that's right up there with um the classics <laughs> like adele like adele thank you and um <laughs> oh, i can do miss piggy kirby <laughs> why don't you love me this this is the most exhausting part of the podcast <laughs> putting up with my dumb shit yeah somewhere lauren michaels is just like perked up like <laughs> he's like wait three impressions you can do eeyore miss piggy and adele it's, i mean god what else do you need oh a political one <laughs> yeah uh jeff who's on the podcast today Wait, i was about to do clinton now jeff who's on the podcast today <laughs> just blaze is on the podcast our friend just blaze um man he's a super producer mm-hmm. a super father mm-hmm. a super husband um he's just a a fantastic individual somebody who's thought about these you know end of days times for a long time yeah and uh so we talk about that we talk about a lot of stuff with him uh checking in with our friend just blaze mayno shout out to mayno another guy that's been a long long time friend of ours collaborator the whole thing uh we call down to new jersey we check in with him on his uh fitness regiment on how he keeps his mind straight on what's going on in the prison systems right now which yeah. is a serious issue by the way it's regimen what did i say you said regiment did i say regiment yeah i think you're like your brain is sort of just like like mush <laughs> think your brain is just like mush what is what is that mush Are actually you... i'm doing a little bit of like no you're, yeah you're, you're fired no don't do that don't do that <laughs> you're you're fired and then oh is that a political impression <laughs> yeah and then we go out to la jeff uh to dimples check in with our friend dimples who is one of the smartest people that we know mm-hmm. she is a digital music marketing executive yes and she is at the forefront of uh, a lot of cool things that are happening right now because everybody like funk flex mm-hmm. is going digital Ooh, <laughs> there you go so jeff first of all let's call down to new jersey and get on the phone with just blaze justin blaze just what's happening not much man how are you good how are you guys living down there uh we're living okay uh to be honest um for a couple of reasons i mean one i i kind of stay apocalypse ready as it is yeah mm-hmm. well you know how buster's been screaming there's only 20 years left <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask you if there's a if there's a buster rhymes uh title that particularly works right now which one would it be Oh God! It's so there's so many. <laughs> we were actually joking about that on the group chat the other day. Um, I think the best one, though, it wasn't necessarily the title; it was the cover of "When Disaster Strikes." Oh yeah. We were like, "Yo, he's dressed like Will Smith and After Earth. He was Will Smith and After <laughs> Earth before Will Smith and After Earth. He was already he already had the dress code and everything." Yo, what did Busta know? You know. Yeah, I, dude, it's it's I I don't know, but you know, it's funny. It's not so much you know about what he knew. I think just so, but the fact that he was so adamant about whatever it was he knew. Yeah, 
we you know, a- like yeah we actually we actually we went to quad um maybe like four months ago or so and we right. we, we were inv- I honestly feel like that was like a lifetime ago it yeah. was a lifetime ago but we yeah. were it really was we were invited to hear like what he had been working on for the past seven years or something like was that, that right? back in like december i think it might have been yeah 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 it could have yeah, been yeah, honestly I they, again they i don't know in, yeah they had invited me to that and um, I couldn't make it, but yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. But it had the same type of idea as like obviously all those great works with like extinction level event and the whole thing, where it was like, yeah. hey, this is happening. Let's all buckle down and get ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Now he was back. He was back to it. Like when I when I heard that album, when I first heard it, maybe like a year before mm-hmm. that event, I was like, oh, we're we're back to anarchy. Yeah, you know, which was. Uh, which was trippy for me because that was my um that was my first time working with him mm. was was on anarchy and now here we are back in the studio you know and um and i'm helping him put the uh the new thing together yeah and yeah. It, was, it was it was good timing because like you said he's been working on it for like seven years and he's been calling me for like seven years around <laughs> the schedule and then it just so happened i had i had this one idea and when he played me the album I was like, you know, because he wanted me to come hear it and just vibe and then go back and make something. And I was like, no, bro, I have it. Like, if you're back to Anarchy, I have the, I have the track. Here you go. you just been and, sitting on it. Yeah, I, I literally have been sitting on it. I was sick. This was a few years ago. I was sick. I was in the hospital. I came out after like a week or two. And I remember my, my mom said to me, like, now go make something that's gonna blow people's minds. Like when the day I got back home, wow! And I made actually, you know, I'm, 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 I got it backwards. I went home and just made something that I thought was personally crazy. And then later on that night, my mom called me. She says, "Did you make anything mind blowing on your first day back home?" Hmm. And I was like, "Actually, I did." <laughs> and I never played it for anybody. And it's one of those tracks that I, there are a few people I know I could have given it to. I didn't. Um, who are those uh, people? For one reason or another, but it landed in the right, you know, in the right place. So sh- shout out to uh to Uncle Bus. But Big yeah, shout in to general, Bus. In general, um, like I said, I, I kind of stay apocalypse ready. You know, like you know, the pantry has always got you know a ton of canned food. Mm-hmm. The refrigerator is never empty. You know, there's there's never a, a shortage of paper towels or toilet paper or anything like that. So even to the point where like. Like emergency camping food, like MREs, like that the military use and yeah. whatnot. You know, so I wasn't really sweating that aspect of it. Like when it came down to it, where it was like, all right, we really got to stock up. It was really just a matter of saying, okay, uh, you know, let's. We know we have a lot. Like we we have the the, the surgical masks and you know Lysol and all that, but let's just make sure that we have everything that we need. And because I'm already kind of because I already function like that kind of mentally. Yep. I was on it early before, you know, you couldn't buy anything anymore. Well, okay, um, but, but also, then my, my question is then why why have you always had this mentality? Um, Better safe than sorry, you know, for one. Um, I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> you know, like, and the thing is, as soon as this popped up back in December, I'm like, yo, I've seen this movie. The one thing I kept saying to people who were being dismissive, I'm like, yo, I've seen this movie before. Mm. Like, I watched up growing this movie. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you think movies, like, a lot of the great, con- not singling out the movie Contagion, but a lot of those movies that are like that, you know, they're, they're kind of based, like, if you really watch those movies, everything in these movies is plausible. Yeah. And and they work with people who, like, advise them right. who actually have, I was gonna, yeah. They consult with people, like they consult with people who study pandemics and whatnot. Like in a lot of those great, the great contagion movies, they you know they're talking to experts. So it's like, you know, somebody somebody the, uh, the other day was bringing up the Bill Gates conspiracy, and I said, "Yo, Bill Gates didn't go up, didn't do anything, but go up there, give you the the script to every great epidemic movie or novel, and then <laughs> turn around and he he gave you the script that they all follow, and then he quoted Hove and said." It's not a movie, dog. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> this, this can happen, and it will at some point, and we just aren't ready for it. So that's kind of always been my mentality, too. And on top of that, the, you know, we, we've already been doing the quarantine thing by choice yep. because um, my, uh, my right, I guess, like, late, like 
early March, late February. Um, my wife had fallen ill. Uh, she had to end up going to the uh, hospital for emergency surgery. Um, so I was already kind of on that. Like we we can't. There, there is no leaving the house because yeah. we have to be here. And I can't leave because I'm while while my family's looking after Solomon. I for the most part got to look at it after her hands and foot. She had to have her um, appendix removed. Holy cow! So, yeah. So and at, and at, as an adult, you know, most people get that as a kid. Yeah. Or, you know, she got it. She got it in her forties. So it's a whole different level of of disability. So I'm already. We've already been on quarantine. I've been. My, my joke has been we were on quarantine before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, we're good over here. And and mentally, you guys are doing all right. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's a. I don't leave the house. I'm not out and about. I don't feel the need, like, because so much of what I do for a living is social. Yeah, I don't feel the need to be social otherwise. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not doing something, you know, if I'm I'm home most of the time anyway. So. I'm not, you know, some people are struggling because they're like, Yo, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, just stay home. Yeah. You well, know, but I, but I do realize that not everybody lives that lifestyle that I live. Not everybody's fortunate enough to have the size of house that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where like, you know, like it, it put it, it put it into perspective for me. Not that I'm not aware, but when you read it, you know, uh, one of my friends uh, made a joke about, you know, um, it was the meme that he actually posted about, I forget the exact joke, but it was basically like, you know, uh, bringing the, he was driving the point home that he lives in a one bedroom apartment with no, with no deck, no porch, no nothing. So I can see how somebody in that position, the stir crazy or, or the cabin fever plays out you know, in in a very different way. Yeah. How have you been able, since you do have a young son, you are, you know, tending to your wife. There is this 24 hour news cycle. How do you escape? Like, like we've seen you do like, you know, the all night sets, you know, spinning and, and on Instagram live and everything. But how do you escape? Um, to be honest, um, I've, uh, I've actually been revamping these, my workspace, um, because we're all going to have to start working and operating differently. Yep. And I think uh, in the process, you know, a lot of our a lot of our lives will be exposed in a different way now because, like, because we are letting people into our lives via the the live streaming and the podcasting and whatnot. So my thing has really been, to be honest, um, let me uh, get the studio in order for operating that way. Let me get the rest of the, that level that the studio was on suitable for this. Like it's funny timing because you know D Nice did what he did and blew and it blew up and it blew up beyond anything that you know it became such a viral organic thing. It blew up beyond anything that I would ever even have intended to do. Mm. But kind of but kind of my thought process was already like you know I was I don't like to say I was the first. No, you were. But if you ask most people, I w- was. Yeah. You know, back in like 03, 04, 05, I was doing live streams from the internet. Absolutely. You know, um, I remember, I, remember it, I was doing it and uh, Minya, Miss Info, yep. had that deal where they had given her the camera with the backpack, with the mobile computer. <laughs> oh, right. And they, were, and they were sending her to events and I was like, you know, like, so she was doing that early. I was doing that early. So my thought process has been, you know, let me go back to that, but in a more official capacity than just turning on my phone, putting it on the table mm-hmm. and, and doing it. So like, that's been the other thing. It's, it's funny. I actually already been in some conversations with people about doing this in a more official capacity with a bit more professional presentation. So I've actually been spending my, that's why I haven't slept tonight. Um, I spent the night getting uh, one of the areas in the studio ready for that because there's gear starting to be installed today. Super mm. dope. Yo, how yes. much how much does it piss you off when people go on live and they don't take care to make sure that their audio is good? You know, it's, it's, it's not everybody has the capability. You know, like, and for me, when I did it last week, 
there were definitely some hiccups, but that was my first time ever doing it in that capacity. Mm-hmm. So I kind of did it on purpose to say, let me figure out what I need to do and how I need to do it. Because, you know, when I was, when I, when I was doing it live from the studio before, um, that, you know, I'm, th- that, that, was, that was very outdated in old technology. The principle is still the same, but I'm sure there's a whole different set of tools now. So my thing was like, you know, I already had a few pieces of gear that Roland had sent me. I'm like, let me just hook it up and see how this feels, how this sounds, and, um, and what I need to do. You know, in terms of other people, some people, they just, they don't know any better. And to be honest, neither do a lot of listeners. And I think, you know, what's going to happen now is, you know, um, we have to work differently, right? Mm-hmm. And we are the people that that help move the culture. So, we're, you know, so to varying degrees, all of us are influencers. The people who would normally pay us the sponsorship dollars to perform at a show, to DJ somewhere, to host an event, to speak at an event or whatever, they now have to work with us in different capacities. So we kind of all have to step up our presence, our our presentation independently because the checks are going to be coming differently for the next long while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there are no more festivals. There are no more, you know, AES panels or, or NAM panels you know, or music presentations. And that's outside of us, you know, stuff like me just getting paid to DJ a show. Sure. You know, or or do a, a production seminar or anything like that. Like, all of that is, is gone. So if we, um, the opportunities are, are still going to be there, but what's interesting about it is I think we're going to be able to dictate to a certain degree how those opportunities are presented now. It's going to be different. It's going to be different from... Uh, I'll use a random company. It's going to be different from Hennessy saying, uh, we want to hire you to speak on this panel and then DJ the after party. Now it's going to be Hennessy looking to see who's streaming in a way that they feel will reach the right people they want to reach and coming to you and saying, all right, we already like what you're doing streaming, you know, or with your, with the way you're reaching your people. So we want to cut you a check to sponsor your sponsor your stream or to engage in your stream in a creative way. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're at a point where some of us are going to be able to rewrite our rules more so on our terms. Yeah. Um, just a few years ago, there was a, a big like producers chat, like the, the group chat. Um, I right. wanted to know, is that still happening now with all the producer battles and the um, oh, everything that's happening? We- we were talking. We were, we were talking on that same group chat an hour ago. It's never disappeared. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's never gone anywhere. We're, we're like we're like we're like a family, you know. And it's, it's an interesting group of characters because I think in some ways they wouldn't expect the uh, the camaraderie um, between people who I guess on a technical side are competitors, but actually all respect and love each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like um, so. Yeah, the group chat still exists. Um, in, ter- in terms of the producer battle thing, I mean, it's great. It's fun. You know, it's something that, I, again, I was er- very early on. Like, I was telling somebody last night in an interview, you know, like, me and Al. I was just going to say. Yeah, we were the first to do that on that level. You know, um, in terms of producers who have that type of catalog that can do that. And the craziest thing about it was, even though there's videos of it on YouTube and there's 3,000 people in the audience... And it's on a stage at a venue and whatnot. It all happened by coincidence. It was there was no Alchemist versus Just Battle plan. Really? Um, no, not at all. What, what happened was um, Al was at that same event, and he was booked to do um, a production uh, presentation, like play just you know just play his beats and and you know and hype the crowd up. I was booked, and you know, because he's a dope producer and he has a catalog to do that. Yeah, I, I was booked to play after him as the DJ for the for the for the event. So kind of like, here's the event now. Just is playing the after party, and um, shout out uh, my homie uh, Jonathan Moore from Red Bull. Uh, he used to run a thing called Red Bull Big Tune, you know, um, and uh, he's no longer with us. But this this was a this was a series of events that he did that was sponsored by uh, Red Bull all around the country. So we, John just happened to be in the room. So me and John just got to, me and Al actually got to talking and John was there. And I remember saying like, yo, why don't we just do it together? Hmm. You know, like, you know, let's just go song for song or however we do it. You know, like, and 
it's funny to this day. One of the criticisms about that event, people always say, "Oh, just cheated because he played songs when Al played beats." And the thing about it was that's because we didn't we we didn't come for the same job. Right, right. We just ended up making that job happen, you know. Um, and uh, it worked out. You know, it's something that people still talk to this day. So it's funny when you look back or look look yeah you look back ten that was ten was I think it was. 10 years ago maybe actually more than that I think it was uh, uh, 12 years ago so to see what's happening now on that you know on, on that same level but uh, in terms of the degree of or the caliber of the participators but it's happening on such a much bigger level on a much smaller stage now yeah like, well we're, when, when you and Swiss did your thing a couple of years ago Right. Were there any rules? Did you guys sit down and like say, "All right, this no, is"? No, bro. Yeah. Just, that's just, so the, when that first, uh, the way that came about, that uh, if you remember, I did that documentary on um, Rapture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the documentary on me. So the whole idea of that documentary, or my idea, I didn't want it to just be all about me. Um, you know, I wanted it to be a thing about like. We, I'm a producer. You might uh, you might not understand what we do. Let me give you a glimpse of into what our life is like and what our life means to me by talking to producers who I who I respect who and, and you know in some cases who are like family to me. Yeah. So Swiss was obviously Swiss obviously is one of my you know one of my favorite contemporaries. He had to be in it. So the battle was originally a thing for the documentary. Um, so I get there thinking we're going to do, you know, 30, 40 minutes. You know, we didn't have any rules per se. It was just more so like, let's just knock this out, have some fun. And as we're doing it, it just turned into a much bigger thing. Kind of the same way, like, the nicest thing kind of started out. Yeah. Where it was just like, I'm going to play some joints. And then he got a few hundred people. And then all of a sudden he had a few thousand people. <laughs> and then word starts to spread that this amazing thing is happening. And now he has 150,000 people. It was kind of the same thing. And what was supposed to probably be, you know, an hour, 30 minutes to an hour ends up becoming this three and a half hour, three and a half hour extravaganza. Because yeah. now you can't stop because <laughs> it's happening. It's happening on Instagram and there's tens of thousands, tens of thousands of people watching it. And, you know, there's people in the, uh, there's people now at the studio. Yeah. It got to the point where I was like, dude, I'm having an asthma attack. I've been having one for the past 40 minutes. I Jesus. can't, I can't, I can't go anymore. You know, but, <laughs> and I, I think now, but the, that group chat that we are all in started right around that. Same yeah. That, time. that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So now, you know, it's like, I think a lot of the conversations that we've had in the group chat about who should who should go up against who and how it should happen and who would be dope. Now we're starting to see a lot of those things come to fruition because nobody has, everybody has nothing but time. Yeah. yeah. Do you have and every also, single person in the group chat in your phone? Wait, say that again? Like, do you know every single person who's like in that group chat or are there numbers yeah, that are just very, like 917? <laughs> Some of them I've known for almost 20 years at this point. You know, um, some of them I was familiar with their work or who they were or we knew each other in passing, you know. Um, so I didn't really get to know them, know them until the group chat. But now we're like our family with like, do we have gang jackets now? What? What? Yeah, we have gang jackets. What do they say on them? Uh, I, 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 I don't know if I can give it away. <laughs> um, I gotta see if I can clear that. You know, yeah, wait, some ask the group have, chat. Some people, <laughs> some people have actually posted pictures of their jackets. That's so you might, awesome. So if you can figure out who who's in it or who might, you know, if you do some research, you might find out who has the jacket because they posted them on Instagram. I'm gonna be yeah. honest, I do not have that type of time right now or interest, <laughs> but <laughs> I love the idea of it. Just how come do you, do you have any idea why the younger producers might not want to battle? I mean, I mean, for one, I can't say why because I haven't seen any of that conversation. But I will say this: you know, well, we come from a different time. A lot of the guys who are battling, obviously, were from older generations, um, where the battle was 
much more of a common thing, mm. even if it wasn't beef, you know? Yeah. Whereas I feel like nowadays, if you really look at the landscape, it's not, they don't battle anymore. They just beef. You know, there's, they, it's, there's no, uh, it's just the commodity is different. I don't know how many of them's, I, I don't know how many of them are really friends like that. Mm. You know, I'm not saying that they aren't. I, obviously, you know, you have some guys that, that are, you know, like like a, like a T-minus and Boy Wonder, yep. of course. You know, yep. And there's a lot of relationships like that, yes. But I don't know if a lot of these guys are friends like that. So I don't think, I, I don't think they, they came up together in the same way. You got to remember, like, just to put it in a nutshell, or to give you the, to give you the difference, um, obviously there's always a competitive uh, edge because this is what we do for a living. But, like... You could go to like you know the record producers used to go shop at conventions like like at the Rose, Roosevelt Hotel they used to have the record convention mm-hmm. and everybody's already there in the room shopping together for records you know like you know like Pete Rock is finds the sample and gives and gives it to Large Professor or you know like um, I run into Alchemist at, at Sound Library and I'm like yo peep this or mm. I run into finesse at A1 Records, and he's like, "Yo, since you chopped this up, you should use this." Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think it's just, you know, it was, it was, it was obviously we're competing to make a living and to have the best records out. Um, and don't get me wrong; there's always a, maybe a little bit of drama between somebody here and there, but it was just a different era, and because the culture wasn't as widespread, a lot of the main people were all in one place. Mm-hmm. So, like. There's a point where everybody's just basically based in New York. And then all of a sudden, there's a, gr- a group of people that are based in L.A., you know, or Atlanta. But, mm-hmm. like, it was like, it went from one Mecca to three. You know, nowadays, you know, the kids aren't make, even making music like that anymore to all be in the same place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's home on their laptop and they're learning from YouTube and they're sampling from YouTube or they're, you know, buying melodies or creating their own melodies, but they're all, they're all doing it at home. Yeah, you know that that element of having to of having to be outside doesn't exist anymore. So I think that the relationship and, and, and everybody's much more widespread now because of technology. So I think maybe a lot of the younger producers probably just don't have the same camaraderie because they didn't come up the same way. So it's like, you know, I don't know him. What am I battle him for? Yeah. You know, or I don't even know his music like that. You know, um, it's it's just a it's, it's a different it's a different it's a different time. Yeah. Um, I think to me that's the main thing that I can think of. There could like very likely be other issues, but I but th- that's what comes to mind for me. Um, you have a ramen restaurant in Jersey City. Um, yes. With everything shut down and with like you know food being such an essential thing right now, I mean as always, I guess. Yeah. Food has always yeah. been essential. Yeah, but like, is <laughs> is is, 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 uh, is your ramen uh, restaurant still open? No, but we ha- we you know, we had to shut down. Um, but we turned right around and gave back. We gave away uh something like fifteen thousand meals. Wow! Shout out to uh, my partner Luck. You know that's that's his show. I just kind of help out, and I'm you know I'm I'm the the face of certain things. But you know that's really you know that that's 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 his brainchild. Um. But he part. Uh, we partnered up with um, a few local organizations and set it up where you could come through and pick up food. A because you know it's a stressful time for everybody. B we want to give back to the community. C people need food to eat. Yeah, so what yeah. we did was we created um, what we called ramen uh, ramen meal kits, and each meal kit was able to feed a, like a, a family dinner for the night. Mm. Um. And the idea was really to like limit it to, um, not limit it to, but kind of like, you know, this, it's hard to it's hard to not do the first come first serve thing. But what we really tried to, the way we tried to preface it was, we know a lot of you are fans who would love to just come get some free food from us. Um, we know a lot of you are fans who um, know that we're closing um, temporarily. Um, and want to come get your last, you know, your last meal for the next while from us. But the priority is, you know, the people who actually need food. 
you know, yeah. um, and who aren't as fortunate to necessarily be, you know, the the, uh, the clientele that we get that comes and eats at our restaurant three, four times a week. Yeah, um, we've been there. It is excellent. Um, I, I, I know a lot of um, restaurants, uh, a, a way to keep them um, afloat now or to give back to restaurants to keep them open for the foreseeable future is to buy um, gift cards. And yes, that's something yes, that can... We, we, do you, are you yes. guys doing that? Yes, we um we did the gift card thing, and what we did was, um, if you bought a gift card, we matched it. So if you bought a twenty five dollar gift card, when you come in, you get a fifty dollar meal. Wow! Wow! Yep. So people you can know, go. Uh, people can go where to to get gift cards? Uh, go to the website. Go to uh, AniRaman AniRaman dot com. I yeah AniRaman dot com, and um. And you can get the, the gift cards. I know there was a cutoff date on them. Mm. I'm not sure when that is. Um, actually, yeah, I have to go back and check. Um, but best thing to do, uh, since we're here talking about this now, go to AniRobin.com, buy a gift card anyway, mm. and I believe we are still matching them uh, Su- dollar for dollar. Super dope. Yeah. Um, just, it was always, it is always uh, talking to you, catching up with you. Yes. Um, be well, be safe. Yeah, we love you. Take care. Uh, take no care. doubt. We love you guys too over here. You know that you're like family. Please, you already know this. I'm sure you guys are staying in the house. Yes. Yeah. If anybody's listening, please, please. It's, it's kind of mind blowing because like we don't have to really worry. I don't go outside anyway. My son will go out on a walk with his nanny, but we live in a very spacious area. You know, like yep. it's the it's the suburbs, so like you could walk for five blocks and and not run into a person. Yeah. Um. And and if you do, you know, it's mostly people taking their children out for a walk, and people know it's just like, oh, there's somebody coming. Go to the other side of the street. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm seeing pictures and video of people like in the city and in Manhattan and back home where I'm from in Patterson, and I'm Washington D.C. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're just out. It's nuts. And you you look at the amount of people who are dying. Like now, you know, I know we've had a few celebrities who have who have, who have caught it. But like, you know, even on my end, like I'm not put, I'm not going to put people's business out there. We already know Jazzy Jeff had about with it. Yep, yep. Um, but he's not the only one. You know, I know somebody. Who, I know one guy. Um, who's caught it twice now. Remember that was the, that yeah. was the whole big thing. Yeah. Like oh, uh, you know, it's, once once you get it, you probably won't be able to get it again. No, you can't. Yeah, you know, like I know somebody who's who, who who's who's going through that. Just please, shit is not a game. And if you haven't seen a movie like Contagion, just go watch Contagion because that's what's happening. It's real. It's real. Just, sure. just we love you. Take care. Take care of you and yours, and we'll be, we'll be checking in. All right. For sure. Likewise. Talk to you in a minute. Jeff, let's get on the phone with our friend Mano. What up, Jeff? What's the word, my guy? Yo, what's happening? Oh, man, how you been, brother? Everything's good. How are you living in these crazy times? Oh, man, I'm holding up, um, staying healthy, working out, staying, staying as motivated and as busy as I, as I can, you know? And your family? Yeah, they're good. They're good, you know? And for me, you know, um, I got, I got, you know, it's real serious for me because, one, my mother, my mother is, is you know, she doesn't have the best of health. You know, she already has respiratory issues, mm. you know, already. She already, you know, um, walks around with a, with a portable uh, oxygen. Yeah, mm. yeah. And so I, I got, I, I have her, like, super lockdown, like, nothing. Everything just had to come to the crib. You know, she can't go nowhere. Um, and then I got two brothers, man, two brothers that both in prison. You know, it's rough in there because, you know, um, the way that they handle, you know, the inmates and the prisoners is just, you know, um, it's crazy. So it's it's real for me on every level. Yeah, I know that uh, that Tax Stone has been very vocal about like getting masks to Rikers, and that um, Meek and and Jay just uh, were able to coordinate getting a bunch of masks over there. How is the situation for your brothers in in prison? Yeah, well, it's it's it's. I mean, right now they both of them both of them cool, but you know it's. It's dangerous because the virus is spreading at a rapid rate and it's it's uncontrollable and you know, and with one thing about being in a prison, you it's it's all you never really have the adequate um you know, um things to to really to really help you. 
you know, you, you, you're in a situation where you might be in a two-man cell or you, you're in a, 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 a dorm and, you know, they don't really care. You know, you're, you'll be half dead or dead before they, you know, before they really do anything. So, you know, we can't forget about them. So we got to, you know, well, keep, keep, you know, the word out there as far as, you know, our loved ones and that's, you know, confined. A lot of people out here complaining about being on quarantine and, and I see a lot of people, you know, trying to equate being on quarantine with being in prison. And it's not the same. So you can just imagine what it feels like to be in prison and to not have your liberty and your freedom, you know, while you're home with your TV and the internet. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. you know, those two different things. But also, I mean, like, there's a lot of people who will say that um, life is so hard in quarantine, but it's really like the most vulnerable communities that are that are being affected, right? Like, it's like we're all fine, right? You know, we don't have to um, go outside if we don't want to, right? You're seeing a lot of people who ha- who should be empathizing with um, with with people who don't have money, who don't have the resources, and and just not being able to. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, right. It's like what you just said. The vulnerable vulnerable uh, parts of our community, you know, um, but informa- information is everything, you know what I mean, information is, is power, and a lot of times we, we have to give the information, like my brother wrote me today, you know, we talked about the same thing that we're talking about right now, I'm about to post up a picture and talk a little bit more about it, because it is, it's real serious, you know, um, people are actually really dying from this this corona. I, I, I didn't know how serious it was until I started seeing people I knew that was actually catching it. Mm. Um, the other day, I, I woke up to a phone call that somebody that I knew actually passed away from it, mm. you know? Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's... it's it's, it's, it's real, you know? Yeah, we talked to a friend, we talked to a friend last night who, uh, she lost her grandfather, we, uh, about, about a month ago, she went to the funeral, and someone, it turns out, at the funeral, of all places, you know, had it, and was able to transmit it through hugs, and, and handshakes, and, so you know. So it's an entire family. Now it's an entire family who's, who's been stricken by this, you know? Oh, are you kidding? Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a real thing, and, I'm sure you've seen these videos, like we've seen the videos, but like Washington, D.C. or different spots in Brooklyn, uh, different spots uptown in Harlem, people are still outside and and not taking it as serious. And the best thing that you can do, obviously, is to stay home and stay away, unfortunately, from other human beings, but that's just the, the nature of this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people actually, you know, I mean, unfortunately, you know, we don't always take heed to some of the things that we should, and a lot of us, sometimes learn the hard way. Um, so I, 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 I still see, you know, a lot going on, people going outside, you know. Um, and I've heard about people having uh, cookouts, you know what I'm saying? Crazy. Yeah, you know, but, you know, it is what it is, you know. Um, I mean, for me, you know, the, the only thing I can do is make sure that my family and my loved ones, you know, have information that they need so that we lock ourselves down, you know, and only, can only go out for the century things. I only go out for the century things, the things that I'm supposed to do, the things that I'm supposed to have and get. Other than that, I'm inside. Yeah. yeah. I'm locked away. Well, well being I inside, um, I did see that, like, there was uh, this Instagram sort of, like, annoying thing that you got wrapped up in last week. So my question is, is is, is internet beef, like, the, the right thing to do right now? I mean, people, listen, I mean, we talking about Rap, hip hop, you know, it's always gonna be, you know, misunderstandings. It's always gonna be ego. It's always gonna be, you know, um, uh, a beast or, or you know, what have you. That's that's a part of the nature of the business that we in. I don't think that being on quarantine is gonna change that. You would think that people, you know, would, would, would fall back because it's more important things to worry about, but. Um, it's just a part of the world that we've been a part of. You know, it's the part of the world that we've been accustomed to. You know, it's always going to be somebody saying something and somebody saying something back, no matter what. And that, you know, every time we turn around, it's, it's another issue, you know. Um, and it doesn't even matter what, what's going on in the world because, you know, that's just the culture, I guess, you know. 
Yeah. So, Mano, uh, while everyone's inside, I think there's been a few different ways that people have, like, been able to escape to sort of, like, get their mind off of things. Obviously, like, binging through Netflix is one thing. A lot of people have been, like, working out, tried to, you know, stave off all the the bellies that people got, you know, from eating so much and quarantine snacks. Um, but also people have been tuning in to Instagram Lives regularly. Do you have any favorite, right. like, channels that you've been tuned into that you just will not miss? <laughs> What I do is um I've been um I've been working out. Um I go jogging. Um I try to stay as busy as possible. I try to eat a little bit better. Um I'm putting a lot of you know stuff in my my system, you know, help my immune system. Mm-hmm. Um everything. Uh um I I I've been I've been using my, my Instagram live a lot more. Um, you know, you know, of course, you know, we watch Netflix, you know I'm I've been watching Ozark. Ozark watching Ozark to this morning. Oh, fire! Um, Did you finish yet? Yeah, but not, not yet. Oh, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I, I I tuned into a lot of those um those, those battles. Like I, I was tuned into the battle with uh you know Timberland Swiss, and then the last one was with uh T Pain and uh and Lil John. Uh, yeah, you know, be nice. You know, we, we you know it's obvious to see what you know what he has done. Yep. And um, you know, just. Use this time to, uh, you know, also, you know, finish some of my own personal projects. You know, I got a book that I'm, I'm trying to finish. I'm yeah. shooting a podcast in my house. Super you know, dope. Gonna, you know, yeah, you know, I'm going to take some of this time to use, use this time wisely. And, um, well, what's the format know, of your podcast? Huh? What's the format of your podcast? I'm going to shoot it in my kitchen. I'm going to call it Kitchen Talk. You know, everything starts in the kitchen. You know, you got to cook up, like, you know, a kitchen... You know, in the hood, the kitchen is like a metaphor for everything, you know. So, you know, you, you begin everything by cooking up everything in life. You know what I'm saying? You got to cook it up. So, we, you know, that's what we're going to call. We're going to call it kitchen talk. We're going to shoot right in my right in my kitchen. And um, we're going to keep it going. Are you going to have guests? Are you going to, is it just going to be you? Like, how, how are you going to do it? Um, uh, Right now, it's just me and my homie. Um, I was thinking about trying to have guests. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. You know, um, I had to order these. I had to order. I had to order like so much stuff to 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 be able to set it up. You know, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm still waiting for some parts to come. So you know, I, a lot a lot of stuff is affected. Even even when you order things, like really, like it's it's crazy because I'm all this stuff and I haven't gotten it yet. You know. Yeah. So one of the one of the things that we've always loved about you, Mano, is that like I don't think anybody could put you necessarily in a corner and say like that's only what this guy does. You know, we've seen you do documentary stuff. We know you're working on a book right now. Of course, you do the music. Right. So a podcast only you know makes sense in this whole thing. How have you yeah. like seen uh, you know everything play out going forward? Because this is something where everyone has to adapt and learn to sort of transmit their stuff in a new way. Well, that's the thing about me. You know, I'm um, I'm one of those people. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on the shift in my environment when I can't control it. So you know, I hear a lot of people. Oh man, I can't take this. I can't take this. Oh man. Oh man, I can't go another month. This is it, man. This is it. But I'm like, you, you, you complaining about things that you really can't control. Like, you're not going to be be able to open up a store. You're not going to be able to open up a bar. Like, what are you going to do? Like, so it's it's useless to be trying to fight in that area. So the the best thing that you could do is try to adapt. And then once you adapt, then you can figure out what you can use to increase your value. So that's the, that's just the mentality that I have. Like, okay, boom. We know we're not going to be able to get out here. And chances are it's gonna go. It's, it may go past April. So now, if we got all this amount of time, then you know what? How can I use this time to benefit myself? And that's just the way I think. Absolutely. So, um, if if this thing goes to June or so, um, is there any time that you do go outside? That you do go for a, like a longer jog? That you do go to like you know the the sort of. Um, the parks to sort of just like get some air. Like, how do you like right. maintain some relationship with the outside world? Well, I go, I go jogging, right? I go jogging. I go, you know, it's not like you can't go outside. What you have to do is just basically stay away from people. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of times where I feel like I can't get outside. Like, it's wrong. Well, but to we be also outside. live in New York, so which is like you know, a yeah, thing. more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, well, you you can go outside, just go outside safe. You know, have your gloves, have your mask, take your precautions. Um, you know, have extra gloves on. You have, you know, you know stuff with you. Um, what I do is just basically stay away from people. Like, I will, you know, I, I was in a 7-Eleven, and I had to tell a dude, like, yo, six feet. Yeah. That's fuck up. Like, yeah, that's real. You understand? Like, you you know, because people people don't really, you know, pay attention to what they're doing. They're so used to just moving the way they're moving. So, but, you know, I go out for the special things. I go jogging. Like, I'm going to go jogging today um, and, and, you know, get back, and, you know, work out. You know, I'm I'm pretty cool, so it, it's not gonna it's not really gonna affect me. I've been through worse. I've been through uh, worse parts, you know, yeah. worse areas of my life where you know being locked down 23 hours a day from one cage to another, three showers a week, handcuffed like that is I've spent years like that. So yeah, this is this this is light this is lightweight. I mean, when you when you when you compare that, you know, we we in the comfort of our own home, you know, have a you know, our Wi-Fi and our computers and our TVs and our phones and our, you know, our food. And, you know, this is the comfort of our own, you know, home. So, I mean, I feel for the people that, that, that haven't been able to make money. Um, that is a serious issue, you know, but right now we just got to we just got to stay down. Yeah, I, I do want to take a moment right now just to say that um, if there's anybody out there who has not heard Mano's story on A Waste of Time with It's The Real, you are really missing out. Mano stopped by, this had to be like like four or five years ago at this point, and told his whole story in, in the most amazing detail and with the most amazing perspective. And if you really want to know about someone who made it from the mud and went through everything this is that story and it really it changed the the sort of trajectory of like the way that we do podcasts too um so shout out to you Mano, for that and and i think that i think that uh we were so looking forward to having you back here for a, a long hour and a half conversation like we do but obviously you know yeah the world has gotten in the way but uh Mano, you you keep doing your thing stay healthy stay stay inside stay uh creative and we'll look forward to getting back up here seeing you in person we love you take care of you and yours and uh and we'll talk to you soon all right nah, thank you i appreciate y'all man love yo Mano, before you go love. just wanted you to know while we're inside eric and i are gonna get so yoked oh, up there we go <laughs> like it's gonna be crazy so just if, all push-ups pull-ups yeah. we're gonna you know huh? Yeah, we're going to come out real browlic. So, like, if there's any tips that you can send our way, or even just, like, a whole gang of, like, if you can find steroids while you're out there and just send them over. Um, I'll take whatever. Mano, we love you. Take care, all right? Love you, man. All right, bro. Jeff, let's go out to L.A. and get on the phone with our friend, Dimples. Hello. Dimples. What up? Hi, how are you? <laughs> good we're, morning. We're good. How are you? Um, I'm good. My dog is going through his little mid-morning uh, moment because he wants to go outside and play, and it's raining in L.A. right now. So That's a good yeah. thing in L.A. right now, though, because like, people should be staying inside anyway. I guess like it's you not know? it's a hard thing to explain to your dog. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not he's not here for the excuses. He's just kind of like Okay, so we have never had the pleasure of actually meeting your dog in person. So, uh how cooperative is your dog and um how is your dog handling this whole thing? I'm going to be very honest with you. My dog's pretty lazy and he's handling this pretty well. Oh, um, good. Like the only difference is normally because i just you know i take nip to meetings so like he's kind of confused why we're not going anywhere yeah so there's some moments where he'll just kind of sit in front of the door like i'm ready to go and i'm like i don't know what to tell you (laughs) (laughs) yo by the way nip is sort of like me (laughs) jeff Jeff sits by by the door and just just like like, i wait to go outside He's like, he's literally like, so where are we going? And I'm like, uh, back to the room. Dimples, yeah. uh, how, how is, how has your life changed as a dog owner in these times? Um, well, I just have to be responsible for somebody. That's like the big thing. Mm. Cause you know, like with us, you know, everything we do is so digital online and we have to keep moving. Um, and now it's like, oh wait, no, 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 no. I have to make sure this dog is eaten. Yeah, and yeah. go outside to go pee, and 
wow, oh man, I can't just sleep all day. I have to take him like somewhere to for a walk all day. <laughs> like, and that's really been like the biggest thing. Like you have a responsibility outside of yourself. So it's like, like, especially right now during the quarantine, I feel for people with kids. Hmm. You know, my dog's super easy. He doesn't talk back. But can you imagine <laughs> a child? You know what I mean? Like an actual child being like, Mom, why are we inside? Like, yeah. what? Crazy. Um, um, yeah. But, but how has, like, your life been? I mean, like, you are an independent, um, you know, business owner. And, like, you know, you, you run your own shit. And when everything is sort of falling apart, like, how do you keep going? It's one of those things where it's like you have to dis you have to disassociate how you personally feel with business. Because if I'm talking just business, business has been booming. Everybody wants to go online right now. People need content strategy. People who traditionally have relied on touring or experiential marketing are now figuring out ways to digitize their business and their revenue. And that's something that I've specialized in for over a decade. So like business is doing really, really well. But then there are some days where I'm like man, my closest family member is over 5,000 miles away. This is Mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. And I have no, I have no foresight to know when I'm going to be able to hop on a plane to go see them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the uncertainty of not knowing that just makes things crazy. But I also recognize I don't have the luxury of living and wallowing in those feelings. Like, cause I do provide for my family. So Mm -hmm. if I'm not working, they don't eat. So regardless of how I feel, I have to keep moving. Does that mean that you have structure to your day? Do you get up at a certain time? Do you go to sleep at oh, a certain time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the sleep thing has been kind of off because I, I don't know what day it is. Yeah. Um, Yo, crazy, right? <laughs> right. It's Wait, so weird. However, what day do you think it is today, by the way? Because, like, well, no, I no, honestly no. I don't today, know. I know today's Monday because my assistant <laughs> called me and he only calls me on Mondays. Uh, <laughs> But wait, the crazy thing is, until you said just now it was Monday, I really thought it was Tuesday. Yeah, yesterday seemed like a Monday to us. It, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I only knew it was Monday because my assistant oh, and I, wait. I was standing for everybody listening out there. Oh, it is. Tuesday. This comes out on a Tuesday, so you're right. Oh, wait, it no. Is so, Tuesday. Yeah, so today is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. You're right. People are gonna be like, "Yo, I'm out of my mind. I don't know anything anymore." Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I do have a structure to my day. I wake up every morning around 6, 6.30. Um, I walk my dog by 7, and I start answering emails by 7.38. Um, and that's really just kind of like about the thing. So, like, that's how my day starts. Around 12 or 1 p.m., I'll take a one-hour offline break because I've been on the computer too much, and mm-hmm. I'll watch a Netflix episode. Mm-hmm. While I'm riding my bicycle that I bought off of Amazon. So I bought a stationary bike and put it together myself. I'm really proud of myself. Perfect. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It took me like two hours, but I did it. You know? Cool. That's awesome. Uh, Wait, how, how good are you at like building things other than this bike? Like, are you like the person who like can build like Ikea shit? You know, yes. But here's <laughs> the thing. I like have like... um. I have really long acrylic nails, mm. so I'm limited in what I can do. Well, or can you use them as like an Allen wrench? <laughs> no, because I tried that once and they broke and it was painful. Zero out of ten experience would not recommend. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I do this thing where it's kind of like, have you ever seen a newborn deer being born and they're like squabbling and they're like walking away and falling down in the snow, whatever? That was you? That's pretty that's pretty much my fingers when I try and use like a tool of some sort with nails. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. So I built my bike in like two hours. That's so like dope. I'll take like a, I'll take a break in the middle of the day. I'll, I'll do that. And then I get back to the grind. And then no matter what it is or what I'm in the middle of at 6 p.m., I turn off my computer. Have you? Yeah, sorry. No, 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 because I was like, the big thing is everybody knows that everyone's at home, so they just assume you're accessible to them all the time. Yeah. And I just had to set boundaries. Well, that's I why mean, that's, that's why our, our thing has, like, been <laughs> popping off. Like, we're just like, nobody's doing anything. Yeah. Now's our time to yeah. shine. <laughs> you know what? Right now, it's so crazy. I had a long conversation with a friend because they wanted me to, like, forecast how I felt about influencer marketing and where that was going to go in the next six months. And I go, I feel like the age of the influencer is going to come to an abrupt halt because mm-hmm. it's the content creators that win. Yeah. A lot of influencers don't know how to create their own content. And I feel like after their their reserves run out in the next few weeks, 
we're only going to be seeing the people who can actually make their own thing. So that's why you guys, are, I think you guys are shining because since day one, you've always created your own content. I'm like, I've talked to Jeff sometimes. Jeff's in the middle of making a photo poster graphic yep, yep. with a hundred and something people on there. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but I'll, I'll say this too. I think that, you know, not that we were, you know, built for this, but a lot of this has been sort of... Um, you know, not outside of what we can do. You know, we're self-sufficient. Right. We work out of our home already. I think those were like legs up, you know, in the first place. And now mm -hmm. it's like, let's just get to work and see what the landscape is and adapt, you know? A hundred percent. But I think, I think we also come from a different era. I feel like the people who started more recently are at a little bit of a disadvantage, but we all come from, come from the blog era yep. where we had to be self-sufficient. Oh, and, and I well, also, I think just, the, the recession played a huge part in that, right? Like, there wasn't oh, any funding when, I know, when like we all started. Yeah. It was post-Katrina. We was all struggling. Uh, you know, like, yeah. so I, I think it just kind of readied, readied us, at least, for what's coming next, because I think the one thing people haven't started to even really kind of come to grips with is that especially entertainment the industry we're in we're going we're going to be in a deep recession for about one to two years once we come out of this yeah yeah so it's like how do you weather the storm dimples you're somebody who is as professional as they come but we all have a limit so uh yeah. if you are doing a zoom uh and i'm sure you have done many over the course of uh these last four weeks or so um how how what is the what is the uh craziest uh, outfit or get up or have you like resorted to wearing sunglasses or do you like you know have a weird background what what makes your zoom experience different um my zoom experience is that i'm i'm wearing athletic gear so you probably think i'm gonna go run a marathon um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're really you're just like, gonna go sit on your bike <laughs> yeah like you're like everybody's like where are you going like i'm like man i'm about to as soon as we get off this car i'm about to go bike like, you know so you're just like um, you're still putting effort into like you know how you look yeah, every day you have to because you know what the biggest thing is the moment you let that go um you get sad mm -hmm. like you really like it's it's another incident to like depression like because i'm like so many women especially like we put so much emphasis in our care like even just talking about my nails or whatever going to go get my nails done once every three weeks mm. was just like me taking an hour out of my schedule to focus on myself as a form of self-care so even like coming to grips with like hey like this is gonna have to change that's a hard blow yeah yeah well so how how do you take time to self-care during these times are you going to well, learn to do your own nails so yes i bought acetone i'm dissolving my nails tonight you know um r.i.p in my nails um like, uh, <laughs> but you know like i think the big thing is like i do like the face mask mm -hmm. or i watch trash tv i've never seen an episode of real house of anything um and i just started real housewives of atlanta today how is congratulations that? Question how is that, mark? How's that experience yeah, yeah. I'm going to be very honest with you. These girls are crazy. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, Wait, secrets you, out. Yeah. Breaking girls, news. I'm like, this is season one, episode one. Oh, you're going I'm all like, the way. You're, you're going to. Yeah, y'all are insane. Like, <laughs> why are you on my TV? You know, I feel like. <laughs> Wait, did you watch, um, uh, uh, not The Circle. Did you watch um, Blind? Yeah. Love's Blind? Love's, Love's Blind. Blind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love Love's Blind. You know uh, the guy. You know who Which one? the the black dude who like started a fight with the girl carlton yeah yeah <laughs> he was an assistant to kenya moore who was on real housewives of atlanta and no got and or, or maybe he got in a fight with kenya one of them i don't know but he got in a fight on the show and then he brought that behavior to this one. Oh, so you see he's a habitual liar cool um, <laughs> that's our carlton <laughs> look no you know what's so funny is um I, cause everyone's always made references about this show, like for the past few years it's been on and I've never seen an episode. So I figure this is the time I can catch up without being judged. But, um, <laughs> I also feel like we're low key living like the circle in real life. I feel like that, like, you know what I mean? Like you're having to rely on technology in order to communicate with friends and loved ones, except there's no cash prize. So yeah. I feel a little chipped. <laughs> yeah. I mean like there's no game to it. I mean like, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not like, I can be a winner for lying about myself. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Because the you know time what? of the influencer is over. Fuck. 
It, no, I'm telling you, like, you know what it is? It's so funny because I, I don't know what your lockdown dates. You guys are in New York. I'm in L.A. Yeah. Our lockdown date has been extended to May, right? But yeah. Mayor Garcetti, the mayor of L.A., he's yeah. very straight up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, in all honesty, the state is going to extend till June. Yeah. Like, so yeah. where we are, like, we already know, like, this is our new normal. And we should be prepared to, you know, at least be locked down until June. So, right? Dimples, when you look out at the landscape, when you consider, um, you know, okay, touring, that's that's a wrap. Touring is, tour, touring is a wrap until September 1st. Yep. And um, even that, the capped rooms are being decreased. So, so pa- it's like... Parties, you, promoters, none of that, right? So, well, you can't do the parties. It's too much of a liability risk. Nobody's going to insure you. Yeah. So, like, the issue now boils down to... Um, if I want to go and throw my own concert, right, and I, I starring Jeff and Eric, it's the real. I want you guys to come and be the headliners, yes. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I book out. I book out the venue. I have everything in place. I'm ready to promote. Whoopty whoopty whoop. I've paid you guys. Y'all deposit. Yep. Y'all are locked in. Cool. I need to go get liability insurance to cover the venue. God forbid anybody get in there and get hurt. One and two, cover the venue for incidentals, accidents, technological experiences. And there's a smaller clause called an act of God clause, right? Like say a hurricane or an earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and the building catches on fire. and God forbid somebody dies. Like we're not liable because we have that insurance. Right. Yeah insurance underwriters are now writing in exclusionary clauses for coronavirus so for me to throw this venue i have to figure out a way to test everyone that is entering the venue in advance of them entering the venue so they don't spread the disease because if somebody catches coronavirus they can sue the, the event and something really bad happens to them, they die and they don't recover, they can not only sue me, they can sue you, they can sue the venue, they can sue the insurer. So now four people are liable because I wanted to throw an event. Man. So, so like, <laughs> considering yeah, no. that heaviness, what, what, what have you seen in terms of people pivoting online that you really respect right now? The thing that I've seen is people are being more human as crazy as it sounds like the biggest focus prior to this has been about developing a curated image sharing a contrived narrative or a narrative that you feel like is just a little better for you to share and now it none of that matters do you know what i mean like for the influencers that are taking pictures in their walk-in closet no one cares we're not going anywhere right you know what i mean like what's working right now is the people who are sharing acts of humanity right the people who are like you know what i woke up today and i'm just as frustrated with you or i'm just as bored with you one of the greatest things we saw on the internet this weekend was 21 savage singing tone deaf on instagram live to destiny child yeah Yeah. because i not like i was like because he knows he's tone deaf but sometimes (laughs) you just gotta sing your favorite song yeah to get through how you're feeling and he's doing it in real time and that act of humanity makes everyone else on the other end feel a lot less crazy i also love about the 21 savage stuff that he knew all the parts yeah. like he knew like First all part, like the background vocals like all the all the rest it was perfect this is, this is how you know you had a strong woman in your life when you were being raised there you go every strong woman was listening to destiny child there you go uh, i don't care where you were from you destiny child was in that rotation at least three songs yeah um, Dimples, your your family is very far away. Uh, what is their experience like right now? Um, my family's actually a lot safer than we are. As it, crazy as it sounds, um, I believe Nigeria's, it. Yeah. Nigeria's a lot more accustomed to dealing with outbreaks than we are. So, like, um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to, like, African news as it relates to coronavirus and handling of that. Um it's not spreading and the death toll is extremely low. Like yeah. I think there's only been eight deaths since everything started, but Nigeria is densely populated comparable to a China. So the fact that it's so low, it's like, it's really, really well contained. So they're safe. And I think just like the biggest thing for me, just in being here and having to stress to them, because a lot of my family is older. Like my aunts are in their seventies. My uncles are in their seventies has been, I need you guys to stay at home. Like, why are you outside? Like, I, I, like, like I recognize 
you feel great. It's sunny because it's sunny in Nigeria. It's not the rainy season. It's sunny. Feels like summer. People want to go outside. I recognize you want to be outside, but I really need you to be at home. Like, um, I found a way to get them some masks. So everybody has masks over there. Like, but it's like, I really need you guys to be at home and away from people who aren't family yeah. this time. Did, where, you know? where did you get your mask? Um, you know, it's so funny. So I had a random, but I had started working on like a sub brand for myself about a year ago. And one of the first products that I wanted to like put out just to give out to friends was face masks wow. because we travel and we're always like, you know me, I'm in New York several times yep. a month. Yeah, like yeah. I travel so much and I was like, I can't afford to get sick. So like, let me get these face masks. So I wound up ordering like a thousand face masks and I just never followed through with giving them to friends. So like when this hit, I like, started mailing out yeah it's pretty smart like, it's been in the closet like what's up <laughs> yeah well I like that yeah. we, we were like yo this is the death of the influencer and then it turns out dimples, dimples. Is yeah the that's right yeah <laughs> dimples um listen always ahead of the curve we always love to catch up with you all our love to you all love to your family be healthy be inside and uh and We'll stay in touch and we'll talk to you soon, all right? Yes, I'll talk to you guys soon. Oh, by the way, yes. we just have to go on record because we're on record that I have given you guys the best AKA name of all time. Yes, for, so, our, for our group chat. For our group chat. There we go. I just had to put that That's on, on the there. record. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Dimples. Bye, take guys. care. Bye. Shout out to Dimples. Shout out to Mano. And shout out to Just Blaze. Jeff, we're doing this again tomorrow. Yes. It's <laughs> my line. As always, guys. Not for real, for real. Sure, sure. See you guys tomorrow. Brrrat!